the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. And now, here's your host, Paul George. Welcome to the Paul George Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Paul George, a 30-year-plus real estate agent who represent people who buy and sell and build homes in the central Ohio area. Today, we're going to talk about probably the most asked question I'm getting right now, um, and it has to do with uh, property taxes. And the question is, are my property taxes going to go up? We are in the midst of a reassessment that county auditors are they have to do by law, and uh, we'll get to talking about that in a little bit. In the meantime, I want to kind of talk about what's going on in the market real quick. Um, I had something that happened this week that's kind of a typical story that uh, happens in real estate. Um, I was referred to somebody, and we are looking to see if he is going to be a potential buyer for a home. And typically... I'd like to meet with them at a Panera or they can come in my office or something like that. Um, this last week I met a first time home buyer. He's a single guy. He's about 30 years old and like a lot of 30 year olds are starting to make some money and they don't know what to do with it. So he says to me, Hey, I'm tired of paying rent. And he, you know, I think it's time for me to do some adulting or be an adult or whatever he wants to call it. Um, and part of that is buying a house. Um, he's about as flexible as they come because a lot of times I get buyers that have very specific needs. Uh, this guy is very nimble in that he doesn't have to, he's not restrained by uh, area, school district, anything like that. Uh, the only thing that's limiting him is his income. Um, as I said, so many other buyers come in with, you know, I, I just had a kid, I need another bedroom or, uh, I'd have to be in this school district or my parents, I got to keep an eye on them. So I got to keep close to them. Um, this guy works out of his house. Uh, he has, uh, some hobbies where he likes to be outside, but he said, I don't mind driving some places when I, I don't have to. Um, so like I said, because he's not worried about location or even the communities in, uh, because he knows what he wants to do. He likes to work out and things like that, but he likes to do it at home. His only limit really is his budget. Um, so, you know, the budget is based on what a lender says that he can afford. And nine times out of ten when I sit down with people, most lenders will give them more than what they want to pay for. So when we sit down, we start talking about, you know, the must-haves, which in his case were very few, uh, a lot of want-to-haves. And then I try to pre-qualify him as it pertains to his payment. You know, typically a lender is going to do this, but for the first time, they just want to sit down and see where they are. Many times they've messed around on online and done some mortgage calculators and things like that. And they have a 
they have an idea of what they think they can get, and then we back that out to a house. Uh, a quick example, you know, a buyer has, I'd say, $40,000 for a down payment, which is a lot, but it's not uncommon these days. He's comfortable with maybe a $2,000 a month payment. Um, they look at me and ask me, okay, how much house can that buy? And generally, I sit there and kind of back things out a little bit. You know, we know what his down payment is. We know what the payment is he wants to make. And we know what the interest rate is. And when we have that, we try to back out numbers. And his house payment, that $2,000, is usually made up of four things. It's principal uh, that he's paying back, interest on the loan, um, insurance that he's going to have to pay, that a lender is going to require, and the property taxes. And unfortunately, we don't know what property taxes are because we don't have a specific house. Once we find a specific house, then we know what the property taxes are. So when we figure out the principal and interest, uh, you know, that's math. I can back that out all day long. If You know, if we have $1,500 a month for principal and interest, then we kind of have to guess what the other is. So with that, like on a $2,000 a month payment, I might use... I'd say $1,600 on principal and interest. And to give him a ballpark of a price range to look at, I just basically throw in $1,600, 7% interest, a 30-year loan. Um, this is what the mortgage will come out at. At I'd say 7%, that's a $240,000 mortgage. And with a $40,000 uh, down payment, he can look at about a $280,000 house. And that's, you know, give or take $10,000, depending on other factors. And one of those is property taxes. As I mentioned at the beginning, if you haven't heard, the county auditors are responsible for reappraising parcels uh, every six years on a hard reappraisal and every three years kind of a, a look-see. And I have somebody here that is kind of the expert on that. He's kind of in charge of that. Um, so today I'm going to go straight to the source to help explain some of these property reappraisals um, and what that means to property owners and how it affects property taxes. I am going to jump right into my guest. His name is George Keitza. He is the Delaware County Auditor. I am going to let George tell you everything he does for the county. And no, he's not the guy that's responsible for actually assessing your taxes. He just tries to come up with the value that uh, the property taxes are based on. And, I want to talk to him specifically about what he does, how we come up with that number, how we can adjust that number if warranted, um, just a lot of questions people have about this. And so, like I said, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, George, introduce yourself and tell me who you are, what you do, and maybe a quick little background about uh, yourself. Sure. Well, Paul, thank you very much for having me here today. Um, I have been the county auditor since March of 2009, and uh, uh, it's just a fascinating position. I learn something new every single day, uh, and I've been pleased that the voters in Delaware County have uh, had the confidence uh, in me to have me continue to serve as their auditor. So uh, I want to really jump right into the question of uh, property taxes and property values. And first of all, I want to say that there are a lot of myths about taxes and, and values. And uh, that's the first thing that I really want to emphasize and address. That is that if your values go up by 35 percent, 
that does not that and I want to emphasize that does not mean that your taxes will go up by 35%. So that's the first thing I want to, you know, uh, get off the table. Secondly, I want to address that um, that the auditor can decide when and where to to uh, conduct an appraisal of real uh, property. And uh, again, that's a myth. Uh, all of that is defined in the Ohio Revised Code, which the law, uh, which is the law that we all um, uh, take an oath to administer. And the specifics for valuing property are actually contained in another document called the Ohio Administrative Code. And that spells exactly how we are to value land and how to value various improvements on the land, including uh, uh, residential properties, commercial, industrial, and so forth. Um, so all of this is spelled out, uh, spelled out in state, in, in state law in one way or another. So, so just to reiterate, the state law is requiring you to do this. It gives you the right to do this. Is that correct? That's it's correct. not you just or Delaware County just saying, okay, we're going to put you in charge of doing this. No, you're absolutely correct, Paul. Uh, in fact, I get an, a letter from the tax commissioner instructing me to start either a sexennial reappraisal, which is a six-year reappraisal, full reappraisal, or a three-year triennial update, and that letter instructs me to start that process within 60 days of receiving that letter. And that process consists of you guys going out and assessing properties, or do you get outside help, or do you, how do you gain the information that is needed for that? Right. Uh, obviously, this is, a, uh, this is a big job. Uh, we have 93,000 parcels in Delaware County, 84,600 of those parcels are all residential parcels. So we hire companies that specialize, appraisal companies that specialize in conducting property reappraisals that follow the rules uh, and regulations established by the Ohio Department of uh, Taxation. In fact, we, uh, we have contracted with Tyler Technologies uh, this year to conduct our uh, reappraisal. And Delaware County is in a reappraisal which means the it's the six year uh, full full review of values. And as a real estate agent, when I go to basically tell somebody how much their house is worth, I do an appraisal based on past sales and things. How much is that weighted towards the values there on an individual basis, on a street basis, on a county basis? All right. So the process. Uh, uh, is that what we really look at the driving force are sales sales prices, and of course we've had a very unique uh, situation uh, uh, with the current values. We've obviously had uh, low interest rates. We've had a limited supply of properties. We've had a change as a result of the pandemic uh, to working uh, to an environment of working at home. So that has that has driven the demand for housing up, and it goes back to basic economics of supply and demand. So it's the demand for housing and the supply that's available, uh, and that results in in a property value value when there's a sale. So. Uh, we can only look at what are called valid sales, which are sales between a willing buyer and a willing sell seller where there are no encumbrances or special conditions. So, so that's the driving force, the sales price, 
and that's uh, and we look at that on a neighborhood basis. We have about 540 neighborhoods in Delaware County, and we look at the sales in each each one of those areas. The other important factor is grade and condition. In other words, what is the condition of the property? How does it look? We do not go inside properties. In fact, some of the discrepancies that we get are we do an external measurement as opposed to an internal measurement of of a home, for example. Well, that is, we're starting to scratch the surface as to what gives you the authority to do it. And when we come back, I'm going to go into some very specific questions. So we're going to head to a quick break. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Paul George Group and on Twitter at the Paul George Show. So when we come back, I'm going to hit George with all the questions that you guys might have about your taxes. We'll be back. Visit the Paul George Real Estate Group at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. Again, I'm your host, Paul George. I am here with George Keitza. He is the Delaware County Auditor, and we're talking about property taxes. Just so we are, this episode is probably packed as much information as any that I've ever done. So this would be a good time for you to look us up on, um, subscribe to our show on our podcast on uh, Apple iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or even iHeartMedia. You can also go to 98.9 FM, The Answer. They have a website where each person has a page and you can download my podcast there. Again, this will be a a jam-packed podcast with information you could use, whether you live in Delaware County or Franklin County or any of the other counties because they're doing reassessments as well. Make sure you uh, pull that up if you happen to miss this or you miss something within the show. All right, George, we are back, and uh, I wanted to you know, go through some of the things. You, know, you talked about some of the myths and things like that about – like I said, the number one thing is my property taxes are going up 35% and or my value is going up 35%, but my property taxes are not going up that much. What, first of all, let's, you know, I keep throwing that 35% around because I know and you know that was the average increase. Is that correct? Yeah, we actually ended up being just slightly under that. Our official increase for residential properties was 34%, but, uh, but it's obviously within the range. So, um, and and I do want to mention one thing, and that is everyone should remember that the official source for information about the uh, reappraisal process and reappraisal values is the county auditor's office in each of the in each of the counties uh, where that's going on. And we have forty one counties that are in this reappraisal cycle. Well, that's what I was going to ask you it, it, as a comparison. You said Delaware County is about 34, 35%. How does that compare to other counties, especially the ones around our area here? Right. Well, uh, we're actually right in the middle of the pack about, uh, for a number of the counties. Franklin County's residential values are going up 41%. Um, Knox, uh, I'm sorry, Morrow County is going up by 39%. Um, I believe Knox is going up by 40%. Um, Yes, um, and the two highest, or uh, 
actually one of the highest counties in the state is Claremont County, which is going up by 43%. Um, so we we are kind of in the middle of the pack. Athens is going up uh, below the average at 20%, and Noble County um, is going up by about 22%. And, and for real estate purposes, this kind of gives you an idea where the hot areas are, where the areas that are, you know, you can tell they're increasing in value. All of them are. And in Ohio, um, we are one of the lucky ones, especially in our areas where the values are increasing and they're increasing at a rate that has not been seen here for a while. Um, you've been here since you said 2009, I think it was. Have you ever seen the rate increase of values this much? Oh, Paul, no, I have not. This is really uh, a unique economic environment given the underlying factors that I mentioned before. I've never seen any kind of an increase like this before. And, you know, one of the challenges is, is that, um, and this is really affecting seniors. We kind of talked about this a little bit before that people are very house rich, but they may be a little cash poor. Delaware County, I think if I remember right, is the wealthiest county in the state. But everybody thinks that there's a bunch of rich people in Delaware County. And I know in the city of Delaware and there's, you know, there's middle class people like everybody else. And we know that's going to affect them uh, in certain ways, whether it's it's in their mortgage or whether it's they've got to write out that check or whatever. Do you know of things where people can get help, especially seniors? Is there any situations where there might be some help there? Well, there, there is. And I've been very concerned about that issue as well, particularly as we have uh, any seniors living on a fixed income, uh, you know, where where they're, they're faced with property tax increases. Um, the legislature did enact uh, a change to the homestead exemption where now that's going to be indexed to inflation. That's certainly a step in the right direction. However, I believe that the income eligibility to apply for that needs to be increased as well. Currently, that's $36,400. That's for two people to live on that income, which I I don't think is a very realistic figure. And I think that that needs to be increased. Um, You know, the the other thing is that um, seniors can uh, uh, apply with the treasurer's office to uh, to enter into a program for uh, paying their taxes through the treasurer's office and having their taxes escrowed there. One thing, the state is a little behind on this. There's other uh, states that are a little ahead of the game when it comes to seniors and property taxes, and it sounds like there's some legislation working in the state of Ohio right now, but it's at the beginning stages, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, getting back to... The taxes themselves, you know, people look at their tax bill and all they see is the big number. I know, I'm not sure most people know what portion of your property taxes, what's the biggest portion of your property taxes and where does that go to? Right. Um, actually, uh, 75% of the property taxes that people play, pay uh, go to the schools. Um, the county only receives about 1.7% of all of the property taxes. In fact, I want to applaud the uh, county commissioners uh, for, again, continuing the reduction in the inside millage that the county receives. They they reduced that from 
uh, the 1.8 mils that were allowed to collect to uh, 1.3 mils. They took a half mil off, um, which, uh, again, it's it's a step in the right direction. It's not a large amount, but that's because the county uh, gets so little in terms of the um, property taxes. One of the other challenges I have is people want to know how much taxes, especially I do it a lot of new construction, and a lot of times they have to guess what the future value is going to be, and we're trying to guess what the property taxes are going to be, and we can get a pretty good estimate. One of the things I didn't realize is that I live in a township. Uh, Gina, my assistant here, lives in a township, a different township. Um, how many different taxing districts are there in, in Delaware County? Yes. Um, uh, Delaware County um, has 64 taxing districts. They currently have 63, but it'll be increased to 64 as a result of an ex- annexation in in uh, Sunbury. But there are, are 64 different taxing districts because all of the taxes within a taxing district need to be uniform. So anytime there's a change, there's a new tax district that needs to be added. So when I go to vote, and if I understand things, you just can't randomly raise taxes on people. Most of the time it has to be voted for, especially with schools and certain things. Certain things. Tell me how that works a little bit. Sure. There are basically two types of uh, levies. Uh, inside millage, which is, un, or it's also called unvoted millage, uh, or unvoted taxes, uh, that goes back to 1933 when the legislature established how property taxes were to be distributed. All other levies need to be voted. That means that it's really the the taxpayers in Delaware County that are deciding what tax what the taxes will be in the county. It's not the county auditor. So, uh, and voted levies are all. Um, for the most part, are, I need to correct myself, for the most part, are subject to a tax reduction factor, which reduces the taxes uh, by a proportionate amount as the values increase. So, um, for example, a school operating levy, um, if, if, uh, it increase, if the values increase by 35%, then the tax reduction factor, which is a formula, calculates how much that levy needs to be reduced so that the same amount of money is brought into the school district as the prior year so that there is no windfall in terms of resulting from the uh, uh, increase in values. Now, there are a couple of levies that are not subject to that. Uh, uh, First of all, the inside millage, but then also what are called emergency levies uh, for operations. Those are not subject uh, to the tax reduction factor, and bond levies are not subject to the tax reduction factor. If, and I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. When I get my tax bill, what percentage would you guess is voted on and what is not, would you say? Uh, he's looking up like yeah. I did put him on the spot on that one. So, uh, uh, it, I would, Gosh, well, it's about eight, eight mils uh, of a total of a hundred and... 130 mills, mills something like roughly, that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's a inside millage is, is very is a very small proportion of the uh, uh, overall uh, taxes. And that's where I was kind of leading people to is that 
you know, you're voting on your taxes. You're the one that's voting to raise your taxes or even lower your taxes when things go away. You know, there's levies. They don't last, you know, in perpetuity. So um, just pay attention, I guess, is what I'm saying when it comes to that. Um, You know, a couple of other little, I guess, a quick question here. Um, You mentioned kind of quickly that, okay, my value has gone up. I might pay a little more taxes. The schools don't get any of that, do they? Because they have a set amount that they're allowed to have. Well, uh, it depends on uh, the school district. So there are two groups of school districts, those that are called, uh, that are at the 20 mil floor. And what that really means is that um, those are school districts that their taxes have fallen below 20 mils in terms of the amount that is guaranteed to them. Okay, so... In this, I'm gonna. When we come back, I'm gonna come back to this because this is a longer explanation than the time we have because we're at the end of this segment. But I do want to talk to you sure, about I, that and go in a little deeper on that yeah. because of you know we were talking about our uh, our district where we live here. If you have questions, please email me at paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. I know a lot of you'll have questions on this, and I will get them to George, and we'll get back to you. We'll be back for the third segment and right away. Submit your questions for the show to Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. That's Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. Again, I'm your host, Paul George. I am here with the Delaware County Auditor, George Keitza. And we are talking about your property taxes and how the new reappraisal reassessment is going to affect your actual numbers and things. We'll get into that a little bit deeper. Um, This segment, I try to get to know people on a little different level. Um, I am with an auditor, and you've got your preconceived notions about what an auditor looks like. I mean, George is sitting here with all kinds of paperwork. He's got all kinds of notes. He's got all kinds of numbers and things. Um, I think he does a little more than that in his free time. Um, There's a question I ask everybody that comes on the show, and I'd never tell them what it is before they come on because I want an answer from them um, as best you can do. If you could learn any skill any skill instantly, what would it be? That's, that's, an, that, see, maybe that, I ought to give my heads a, up. That's an everybody, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to learn how to really swim freestyle well. Well, there you go. That was a new one. I mean, most people go for some sort of uh, <laughs> singing or dancing or something like that. That's a new no, one. No, I can't carry a tune. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why they wish they could do it, so. Well, since you're doing that, going that way, is let me ask you another quick question on something like that. If you're at home and you know you have a little bit of downtime and you're scrolling through the channels on TV and you're looking at the guide, is there a movie that just stops you in your tracks and say, I, "I've seen it a million times. I got to watch it again." What kind of movie or what movie would that be, or even a TV show or something? 
Oh, well, one of our favorites was Mamma Mia. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> and I think that's because that was just the beautiful scenery of that movie. All right. <laughs> I could spend the time on that island for the rest of my life. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fine. Cause I won't let you lose your man card for that one. That's because some other guys would give me a hard time if I said that, but I'm glad you well, explained I do, it. Well, I actually do like action movies. Oh, good. In fact, uh, my wife and I, we always uh, have to fight over the remote in terms of what we're going to find what we're going to watch. All right. We enjoyed we enjoyed The Crown, that series. That was very, very informative. Well, good. Okay. Hey, when I cut you off in the last section, we were talking about a little bit of the millage about some of the school districts are, there's a minimum millage they can get if they fall below, they're guaranteed a certain rate. Explain to me again what that means and what that might mean when the reassessment comes out. All right. So uh, what that means is they, as you mentioned, Paul, they are guaranteed a minimum uh, rate of 20 mils. And if it falls below that, the tax department makes an adjustment so that it, so that the, the rate is not lowered. In other words, the tax reduction factor may try to lower it, but the rate is brought back up to 20 mils. Now, the impact of that is we, and in Delaware County, we have three school districts that are at the 20 mill floor. They are uh, Buckeye Valley, uh, Big Walnut, and Delaware City Schools. So with respect to values, um, and let me back up, we also have three other school districts, um, uh, Olentangy, um, Westerville, and Dublin, and all three of those school districts are not at the 20 mil floor, which means that they their taxes are uh, subject to the tax reduction factor. So, for comparison purposes, for those anyone living in one of the, in either uh, Olentangy, Westerville, or Dublin, um, an increase of 35 percent would translate into about a four percent increase in property taxes, just just under four percent. So that gives you kind of a benchmark for the school districts, for the three school districts, um, Buckeye Valley, Big Walnut, and Delaware City. For those school districts, since they are at the 20 mil floor, the property tax increase will be somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 16 percent uh, based on a 35 percent increase in property values. With that being said, that's, you know, that's what I want to do is get into some hard numbers. Let me, let's say somebody's value increased by 20%, less than the 35% average. We kind of threw out that 4% number on certain school districts and things. Would that number be less, more, or does that matter at all if your average valuation was less than the average of the whole county? Does that make um, any sense? It, well, it does, and, that, and that's an important point that that you raise. It, uh, the values really vary uh, f- depending on the in your increase in value relative to the neighborhood. So, you mm-hmm. may there may be increases where your taxes will go up more than another property because your value went up percentage wise more than the other property. Whereas, uh, if you're percentage increase in that neighborhood was less than that then your tax uh your tax burden would be would be smaller so so there is variability that 35% is just an average count, countywide 30 34 to 35% one of the you know 
you're a Delaware County auditor, but uh, I'm doing this with the Franklin County auditor too. And one of the challenges that I see coming for them is that um, the city of Columbus is trying to get a school levy passed. How would that affect if one of those school districts had a levy on the ballot on top of the reappraisal that would have an exponential effect. Is that, well, am I understanding that right? Um, uh, it would have an effect, but the way, it, the, the way the calculation is done, it would be based on the existing values. In other words, the county auditor needs to certify how much the levy, the proposed levy that will be on the, val- on the ballot in November, how much that levy will generate. And so that becomes the baseline. So when that levy gets passed, it will only bring in the amount that was certified by the auditor uh, for that levy for this current year. It's it's a little it's a little complicated, and that's basically it, it. The tax reduction factor affects that levy as well. There will be an increase because it's an additional levy. Um, you know, but it, but it will be based on the, the, the tax rate will be based on the, the entire value of real estate within that, um, for, for the, that's used for that calculation. And that seems like it's going to be a slippery slope for them to try to, uh, try to put together or manage because of they've got to wait for one to get to the other. They know what the number is, but they don't know what the tax valuation is going to be. So right. they, they don't have the new number. Right. They would have to use the existing number. Okay. With Let me ask you a dumb question, because I get this from everybody at a closing. Why do we pay our taxes in arrears? I think that <laughs> rela- I think that's because of the way that uh, we have to calculate them. Um, so... Uh, I know you I mean, can't base taxes on future and things well, that's like that. Exa- but. That's exactly the the issue. Values are set uh, based on January first of each tax year, so so that's where the calculation comes from. It's what whatever value is in the ground as of January first of every tax year. That's that's the that's the calculation. That's good to know. Like I said, I do a lot so, of new construction. Exactly. So that's, that, that's exactly so, right. For new construction, it's whatever is was in is in the ground on January 1st. In this case, January 1st of 2023, that will be the value for 2024. Now, on taxes, I wanted to add uh, a couple other things. First of all, on our website, we have what's called a tax distribution tab for every parcel. And Anyone that wants to see where their taxes go can go to that tab and click on it, and they'll see where every dollar of their taxes goes. And they'll also be able to see uh, what their what they paid for that particular entity in the in the prior year, as well as what what their what their current tax bill is. Well, it's funny you say that. I am looking at my tax bill I got from the last six months of last year, um, and. Just to go through, there's probably 13, 14 different things on here. Some things are different or some things are zeros, but um, a portion of it's going to my township. As I said, I live in Genoa Township. There's also a uh, a county fee, uh, some taxes to go for that. But there's also a library, library, which I'm sure I voted for. 
uh, what is DD? Do you know what that is? Uh, yes, that's head? the Board of Developmental Disabilities. Okay. Um, and they they are part of the county group. And then there's the Park District. Right. Again, these are all things we voted for, 911 uh, system. Um, there's CAUV recoupments. Can you explain to me what those are real quick? Sure. Uh, so CAUV means current agricultural use value. And what that was is it was to promote keeping land in uh, keeping land in agriculture. In other words, preserving farmland. And so the CAUV or that calculation values the land for its use as farmland, not its value, not at its market value or what it might bring in for future development. So that helps the farmers in terms of being able to value their land and pay taxes on their land based on uh, the the far, the agricultural products that they produce and and how uh, so that so that uh, you know they can continue to keep continue to farm the land and and provo- provide the food for us and frankly provide food for the rest of the world. Well, and. Some of the other things when I look at this bill, too, there's also credits on a lot of things. And I know that I'm a homeowner and I occupy the home. I know I get a credit for that. There's some other credits that come up on the tax bills as well. Um, yes, there's the non-business tax credit. That used to be called uh, the rollback. Um, that uh, used to be 10%. But back in 2014, when the law was changed to what are called now qualified levies versus non-qualified levies, which simply means that certain levies will get the reduction, certain other levies, like uh, additional levies or replacement levies, the homeowner or the taxpayer ends up with the full burden. Whereas uh, under the old scheme, the those the uh, rollback, the owner occupancy credit of two and a half percent, both of those were reimbursed by the state to the county, but so, now it becomes. Now it becomes the homeowner's responsibility. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to have a few more questions, and we're going to tell you how to help. Visit the Paul George Real Estate Group at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. And again, I am still here with uh, George Keitza, the Delaware County Auditor, and we're going through some of the intricacies of your property tax bill and how that's going to be affected in 2024 for the 2023 tax year. Um, this fourth segment, I usually try to give a tip of the week to my homeowners or home buyers and things. And my tip of the week this week has to do with what we're talking about today. Um, you are going to get an idea of what your valuation is going to be. And then we're going to talk to George about how we can challenge that. If it's going to be a challenge or we just disagree with it or we want more information. One of the things my tip right now is to once you get something um, and he's going to tell me about what's coming, but once you figure out what your valuation is, give me a call or shoot me an email and ask me, Hey, is this right? Are we in the ballpark? And I can give you some preliminary information to see whether it's worth going to the next step. Um, I just did this last night for a friend of mine. He emailed me that his mom is, she's actually in Franklin County and they have some informal 
uh, hearings basically saying, okay, here's what your valuation is. And you can go ask them questions. You can bring them information saying why it's not worth as much as what you think it is. Uh, and by the way, don't go in bragging that your house is worth more than what it is. Uh, you don't want to tell them that your house is worth more than what, if they assess it at a hundred thousand dollars, don't go in there and complain that, Hey, I really think it's worth 200,000. Um, and I'm going to ask George, but I don't think they raise them, but I think they can, they have the right to, but anyway, start with that, start with me or start with an agent or start with somebody else. Uh, don't pay for an appraisal yet because that's one of the things you can do. Um, it's, I have been to hearings. I have been to informal hearings. They are about the easiest people in the world to work with. Um, they are there on your behalf. They don't work for to get more taxes or anything like that. They work for the citizens, and they show that. Um, like I said, I've sat through hearings, and they, every time I've done it, and this was during a different time, um, they couldn't have been any nicer. And I know Franklin County has a full staff of people that will – answer your questions. Uh, Delaware County has a very, very friendly staff. George answers his own emails and things. Um, you know, along with those, you know, I kind of danced around it a little bit, George. Tell me what people can do. First of all, how they get to know their values of their right, well, new I, values. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, their new values are actually available right now if they go to the auditor's website. So all they need to do is to go to the county homepage and then click over to the auditor's site. And we have a, we have a banner up there that says 2023 values. So they can click on that. When they click on that, they'll be able to see their old value, their tentative new value. And then one thing we added this year was a feature where we give them an estimate of how much their property taxes would increase based on that uh, new value. Now, again, this is just an estimate, and I emphasize that because until we get the final tax rates from the Department of Taxation sometime in late November, early December, we won't know the exact impact, but at least it gives uh, homeowners a benchmark. So, but again, we also recognize that uh, we may not have complete information when we're doing tentative values. Uh, as I mentioned, the law uh, prescribes how we value land and how we value improvements. Um, but uh, there are other things like grade and condition and so forth. So what we are holding are informal hearings during the month of October. Uh, and we will have both informal hearings. We will also... Uh, if a homeowner wants to do it by by um, by a Zoom call or or uh, over by over the telephone, um, and we will also have in person um, hearings. So um, we have the in uh, the in person uh, offsite hearings uh, scheduled for uh, Sunbury Township, their hall, the Genoa Township Hall, and the Powell City Hall, and then we're also going to have of four days at the uh, Delaware County Fairgrounds in their agricultural building. That's their brand new building so that homeowners can come in and discuss their value with an appraiser, either one of our staff appraisers or from uh, from Tyler Technology. We are also using a company of John uh, Clemenshaw um, and Associates Appraisal Company to help answer those questions. Now, 
when when the person sits down with the um, uh, appraiser, then they can share information. For example, maybe maybe we uh, we missed a room. Maybe maybe we have more rooms uh, identified in the house than there actually are there. So our goal is to make sure that our information is accurate, and we're very receptive to what the homeowner or the property owner has to say in terms of their value. Then once we have that information, we will review it and then make a determination as to whether adjustment needs to be made to that value uh, and we'll make it um, before the um, uh, for this year so so that new that adjusted that adjustment will be reflected in the value that is used for calculating their taxes now as a last resort the taxpayer can also file a what's called a property valuation complaint uh if they feel that there that the uh, that more of an adjustment is warranted um and in that case that will be uh a hearing with the board of revision and then property owner can again present any type of information uh, we will look at bank appraisals. We will look at regular appraisals. We will uh, look at comparative properties, um, uh, you know, related to that value, and then and then the board of um, uh, revision will make a decision. Um, again, we try to make it very user friendly. Uh, we uh, the first step we normally will discuss with the property owner to say that we can support. Uh, property owner may have asked for a value of X and, and our appraiser can say based on reviewing the information that we can support a value of Y. Uh, and then if the property owner agrees, then, then that, that is done administratively and the property owner doesn't even need to come in for a hearing. The, um, the informal appraisals is, do they have to set an appointment for that? Well, actually, we're doing something new this year as well. Uh, no, the on the off-site appraisals are just walk-in, so it's just uh, first come, first serve. But we're also doing appraisal or informal hearings at our offices uh, uh, on Union Street, and we've have a sign-up genius set up now so that. Uh, homeowners or property owners can click on that sign up genius hmm. and schedule their own hearing and then that hearing will be based on an appointment at at our uh offices in- you mentioned this before and previously this is when i've helped out people because a lot of people are not paying attention right now they're going to pay attention when they get that tax bill or the their bank comes saying your escrow account is a little bit short uh, and then they see the values. What's the deadline? Well, first of all, we mentioned the informal hearings. Then you can do the more formal hearing. But what is the deadline for doing that? All right. So for the the actual uh, formal process or the uh, filing a property valuation complaint, that you have to wait until after January the 1st. And uh, it's from January the 1st to March uh, 31st unless March 31st falls on a non-business day and then it falls to the next the next business day. Um, but that's the time frame. But on the informals, we'll need to have that information or that work completed by the end of October. So homeowners should plan on if they're going to use the informal process, they need to either come see us at one of those locations or schedule an appointment during the month of October. 
typically when you see somebody come into an informal appraisal, what do they, you had kind of mentioned it before, but do they bring comparable sales? Do they bring an appraisal? Do they bring pictures? What are the things that are helpful? They can to- do, they can do all of those things. Anything that, that helps us, uh, make a decision. We're, we're interested in making sure that we have the property valued correctly. So, uh, and, and that's actually one of the other myths that, that, the, that the, the county auditor tries to raise property values to generate more income. And that's not the case. We're, we are interested in making sure that the property, property is correctly valued and that we have all the information. So if there's, if there's been damage to the home, uh, they need to uh, bring that. They can bring in pictures showing the damage and, uh, we're, we're happy to consider that. Another important point is we do not go inside a home. All of our, that was one of my questions. I, so. <laughs> I, I knew it was. So, uh, uh, so again, you need to remember that. So if there are things like that that may, impact the value if there was uh, some type of damage within the interior then uh, please bring that to the attention of our of our appraisers either our staff appraisers or those that are under contract so that we can get the value correct well unfortunately we are running out of time and we have tons of information so again look for the podcast the Paul George real estate show more important go to the auditor's website Delaware County the Delaware County Auditor, I think it's .org. Um, yeah. If not Google it, you'll find it. Franklin County has the same thing. It's franklincountyauditor.com forward slash know your value will actually give you your value. But it also gives the process of going back and forth, trying to determine whether it's worthwhile to pursue or not. Uh, if it's anything to save you money, yeah, it's always worthwhile. It's worth asking questions. And again, ask me the questions to get you started to see if it makes sense to do so. Um, again, Paul George at paulgeorgerealestate.com. Go to my website at halfthebeatles.com. And this is a hot topic, so please ask me and please uh, use me for the information that you might need. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about title insurance, and hopefully we'll have some more good information like this. Thanks again, George. Thank you so much, Paul. Okay. This has been the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Paul George Real Estate Show. And follow Paul online at paulgeorgerealestate.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.